Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 2, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, it's a happy new year. We're looking forward to 2024 from a trading perspective. The goal is to make each and every year better than the last year. You compound the earnings, you compound the knowledge, you compound your account. So what do we have to discuss? Well, leading into the end of 2023, we were saying, hey, the market's either going to make a new high before the new year or after the new year. Either way, it seems inevitable they will make a new high. We had a new high in the queues. We had a new high in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. We had a new high in the SMH or Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. So it seemed like one of the next markets on deck was the SPY. So they didn't do it. And then they opened the year selling down. We had a down day to open the year. Is that anything catastrophic? Did that change the trend? Did that change anything material that's going on? And the short answer is no. It's called a down day. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Can they have a little bit of a rug pull event to begin the year? Can they trade down a little bit to shake out some of the Johnny-come-latelys into the end of last year before going up on another leg higher? And the answer is absolutely. But the also answer is they will have another leg higher. It is very unlikely that we've seen the highs, which was the high put in at the end of 2023, that's unlikely that's going to be the high and we have a meaningful, long-lasting correction before they make new highs. Now, I could be wrong. Anybody could be wrong. I don't have the patent on correct or right information. This is just my opinion. Opinions are worth the paper they're written on, but this one's mine. By the way, How'd we do on the first trading day of the year? Well, we did just fine. We'll talk about that later. Not only from an intraday perspective, but we started the year off killing it in the swing trades. How you doing? Let's take a look at the weekly chart for a moment. So you could see they're flirting with the all-time highs. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. In this particular case, thus far, and I might add, thus far have come up short. This is day one of a long year ahead. We're not going to make a market or at least anoint a market on day one of the new trading year. Look where they are from a weekly chart perspective relative to home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. They're far away from the home base or 20 period moving average. Therefore, it's not uncommon for them to want to snap back a little bit toward home base. Eat some time off the clock. Let home base creep up to price. Both those things can happen. Both those things do happen. It's natural garden variety, the way the market works type stuff. Let's look at something we could sink our teeth into. So let's say the market does come down a little more. Let's say the sell-off that we had today isn't and I repeat, is not a one-day wonder. Let's say it's protracted for a few days. Where are they going? Where's the likely place? What's the juicy place? Now, again, S&P was down half a percent today. It's not the end of the world. It's just half a percent. 
But what happens if they come down further? Where's that spot that we're going to say, and you'll know it in advance here, but we would say after the fact, well, look, they came into this place, this place, and this place, which created a full stack type situation. Where is that place? But let's know about it before they do it. Well, let's look at this thing logically. What's the breakup candle low, the next breakup candle low in the sequence, meaning the most recent? Well, it's right over here from the week starting on December 11. The breakup candle low is 459.47. We're just using this weekly chart for this analysis. So 459.47. We'll use a blue trend line to denote 459.47 and we go over to the left and we notice hey look at this that's an important spot why is that important and what's the number well the high happens to be 459.44 within three pennies of the other number so now we have two instances where the market is telling us a specific number is important they're three pennies apart that's the same number one when they ran up to this place they were summarily rejected. We don't care why, but Mrs. Market said once she got to this place, she said, nope, can't go any higher. There's a rejection notice coming, and she summarily sold off. Finding support, getting the gumption to rally once again, breaking above on the next rally into the end of the year, the former area that was resistance creating what? creating the most recent breakout area, coming back to test a breakout area. That's a possibility. What's that area? 459.47, 459.44, split the difference. It's 459.46 and a half. We're also going to give it not yet because we haven't seen it work yet, but just from an analysis perspective to be able to identify something that gives us something to hang our hat on if, it's a capital I, capital F, if the market moves down, we've got something that is an identifier. 459.47, it happens to be right next to what? A big fat round number. What's that? 460. You see how this starts to unravel into a full stack situation? Is there anything material on this chart in between, let's just call it 460, give or take, and current price? And the answer is no, not really. As far as the weekly chart comes down, you have to see it come down. You have to wait for them to give you something juicy. What about the daily chart? Well, that 459, 460 area is all the way down here, but what's up here? Well, you have the 20 period moving average. We don't even know, A, if they'll get to the 20 period moving average, or B, will they even get below the 20 period moving average? So this number down here is a what if they're down there, it's an interesting area. Yes, that doesn't mean they will get down there. There's a difference. Put that down on a sticky note. What happens when they get to a specific area is not the same as are they going to get to a specific area? Those are two different things. First sticky note material of 2024. What about inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today? Post it under the video. Let's hear about it. Let's hear what happened on the first trading day right out of the shoot. You got to come to the window with profits on the first trading day of the year. At least I felt like I did. 
The early thoughts represent the stuff that goes on in the pre-market starting around zero dark 30. And then I refine the thing after little trading in the pre-market's taken place. The markets bounce around. They start to get closer to the opening bell. Things start to develop. We start to get a storyline going. We start to get a schematic going. We start to develop the morning trade. Well, let's see what we had as we start to develop the early trade. What's the early deal, the morning trade? Well, 472, give or take, is an important place and can bounce the tape, produce a bull-bear battle situation. 471.50, give or take, is a place of support for a bounce back in the other direction. 451.50. This was at 915 15 minutes before they ring the bell. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The arrow is pointing to the market bouncing from the early morning low. And you see they did a repeat situation. Hold your horses for that one. They came down. They went to the number, 471.50, give or take by a few pennies, and ripped it back up in the other direction. That was our first trade of the new year it was a nice stand-up double for dozens and dozens of traders in the live room and inside the numbers. 471.50, give or take, is a place of support for the bounce back in the other direction. Let's just highlight a few more important things from the commentary. You're going to be able to pause the video and read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Don't take my word for it. Double check the work. Is this stuff something of value? And let's not forget, early in the morning, we put up some resistance numbers prepared for the bounce. In other words, when we get long at a specific support area, where are we going to exit? Now, this won't be the last time you see these numbers. However, the first time you see these numbers is in preparation for the trading day, is in preparation for when things do happen you don't want to be scrambling at the last minute. 473.30 to 473.95 is overhead resistance. And by the way, you look down here at the bottom, that was on the board in the pre-market as well. Once again, having the information well in advance gives you the advantage over the majority of other traders in the market. 473.30 to 473.95, they came smack in the middle that was overhead resistance. You see it on the first hit. First time, best time, 473.30 and a pullback. That's resistance. Then they try and go a little higher, pull back all the way down to make a new low on the day in the afternoon session. We had the support from the morning trade. We had the resistance expected once long from the morning trade. So therefore, you know where the exit is. This is the way you do it. You have the information long before the market even gets going for the day, long before they're open for business. Where else can you get this information? Let me be blunt. Yeah, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the shop, and run them through the buzzsaw again. You see the commentary is navigational. By and large, once we're in a trade, I give you the trade in the pre-market, the trade happens, you know where the exits are, you know where the stops are, and we know by teaching from the live room perspective, inside the numbers, this is the way we do it, 
We take a scalp. We treat each of these trades as a scalp with potential. We tape a scalp, which is a base hit. We put it in our pocket. We never know which ones are going to give us the rocket ride, which ones are going to turn into the whoppers, the whopper juniors, the home runs. By 10 o'clock this morning, the first trade or two of the year were in the books. Now, the reason I say two because there was two trades from the morning trade. You see this played again, Sam trade, because they were going into the support zone rather than bouncing at the top. First, they bounced at the top. Then they came back, went a little bit deeper in the zone. It's still the support zone. They can still come deeper in the zone, but it's still a support zone, which means it was a play it against Sam opportunity. Talked about it in the live room in real time. Many, many traders in the live room had not one, but twice the same trade. Another bite at the apple, a play it against Sam. They're not all play it against Sam available trades, but the ones that are, are nice and sweet. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in here. Each and every ounce of the profit opportunities. Stocks on the move. We had four potentials on this first day of the trading year. Amazon, Joy, which is YY, AMD, and Hasbro, which did not hit its entry objective. So Hasbro is off the board. It's a no trade, but we will take a chart, look-see, if you will, of the other three. How about Amazon? 149.47, number number one. 148.11, number two. They didn't get there. They spiked the first number, bounced it back in the other direction. They gave you the base hit. They gave you the afternoon hover situation around the number. The numbers never lie. The numbers work. We'll take our base hits. We never know when the doubles, triples, Whopper Juniors are going to show up. Why, why? They gave you the deal at the first number. They came down to the second number. They gave you the deal at the second number, and they hung out for the rest of the day. Again, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, folks. AMD, first number was incorrect. Second number, they bounced it at. Third number, they bounced it at. To where? Back to the second number. They gave you two deals out of three numbers on this one, and then leaked them in the afternoon along with the market, along with the S&P. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Down day, just like the spiders. Down six-tenths of a percent. We're not going to make a federal case out of it. They're extended a little bit from home base. They got to a number we talked about last week. I gave it out in the live room, and I think even in here as a stone-cold short. 205.50. They closed today at 199 and change. Let's call it a break of 200. Not bad for a rookie. You got home base in the middle of no man's land in between this window to the world and start closing candles, staying below this area here, opens the door for the gap all the way down here around 193 and change. So you got the 20 period moving average in the middle. So you have place number one, place number two, place number three creates a zone of sorts, it's zone-ish where you're likely to see a bounce back in the other direction from around, let's call it 196 down to 193.50, 193.20. That's a broad stroke. It's for these free videos. That's not what the live room and inside the numbers get in the type of information. They get better stuff, like 205.50 is a stone cold short. 
Now, what about the folks down at the transportation department? Into the daily chart, home base or 20-period moving average, window to the world. The other side of the window is the gap. The gap here is, doesn't really matter what much the number is, but the closing print is 15,615 and change. So there's a gap, it's open gap. So if they start pushing below the 20, that's the next important place, which also, by the way, by the B, coincides with this pivot I hear where they got somewhat rejected-ish. They had a pullback and then they blasted off. If they come back to retest the former breakout area, guess what? This area constitutes that area. Former breakout area right here included in this higher above, slightly higher above the gap. So right in this zone, general zone, is garden variety of chart support. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Cues into their 20-period moving average, no surprise, no shocker. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. Here's the weekly chart of the cues. They spiked it through. Now they're pulling back in. It's garden variety. Just because they get above doesn't mean they're going to close above new all-time highs or get above the previous high. They will eventually have another leg higher. But they have to issue some pies in the face first. They have to come down to reality first. They have to make some people look like fools first. Remember, the main job of the market is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. It's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Financials. Tried to dip, dipsy doodle today. Didn't work. Finished basically up almost a half a percent on the day. Anything wrong with the overall market if the financials are showing relative strength? And the answer is probably not. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. No change. Now, Smash Mouth, on the other hand, they got smashed, taken out behind the woodshed, shot twice, down three and a third percent, closed below the 20 period moving average. What's the next place? Well, how about the most recent breakout area? This looked like a familiar place. You bet. Come down there. They start to find garden variety of chart support. Market ran up to this place, pulled back. That's the market's way of telling us that this was an important place that the market didn't have enough mustard in the jar to get through on the first run, had to eat some time off the clock, wind up a bit, build some energy, busted through. When they come back, they're retesting the most recent breakout area. This is the way markets work. This is the way charts work. Take it to the bank. We'll talk about it next time around. 46,400 is the next place, the next important number for the Bitcoin slash US dollar. They got to the first zone and essentially what they did after that was eat time off the clock. When you look at the weekly chart, get this, all they did was eat time off the clock inside of the most recent breakup candle. It's funny how that works, isn't it? They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. The next important number I have is 46,400 for those Bitcoin watchers. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. 
my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.